Welcome to the Wise Up Texas podcast. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan, nonprofit, empowering, educated Texas South Asians to become informed voters and partake in civic engagement. You can visit our website, wiseuptx.org, and find us on all social media platforms. This is Poonam Kaji, Wise Up Texas board member and today's host. I want to remind everybody listening that we are in an election season, believe it or not. There is uh, springtime elections. Election day is May 1. And so as we always emphasize, um, get ready to go to the polls, study what's going to be on the ballot, take your friends and family. These are local elections. So your mayor, your city council, et cetera. And these are roles that actually impact your life more than you might realize. So although there's a lot of hype over the November elections, these ones are really important too. So you can follow along on social media. Um, We always are posting about uh, what you need to know to be prepared to vote. And please do your part by telling your friends and family about this. I have with me today, one of the candidates that will be on the ballot for city council here in Dallas area. So um, I'm very excited that we have a South Asian woman running for office. Dr. Sana Syed, who's running for Dallas City Council District 2. Welcome. Thank you, Pen. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you are a former news reporter, a spokesperson for City of Dallas, currently a corporate executive, and you run your own nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are a woman who has worn many hats, has many talents. Yep. And now you're running for office. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and why you decided to run for office? Absolutely. Well, it's an honor to be here today. And I'm running for office because I love this city. You know, Dallas is is a place that I came to essentially start life over after a really rough patch. And I've been here for seven years and I lived in three different neighborhoods throughout the district. And, you know, after working as a reporter in this market, working as a spokesperson here during the Ebola crisis and July 7th, when five officers were killed, managing the responses to those to those big crises that our, our community has faced, I see so much opportunity here. So a little bit of the history of this seat. There's one family that has had this seat for 16 years. So one person had it and then, um, you know, another relative had it. And now they're, they're our, um, their heir apparent is essentially a close family friend. And, you know, I don't believe in monarchies. And there are also some really big issues facing the city that simply have been, it seems, overlooked, particularly in the past year and a half. So those include public safety. Um, the current council member voted to defund the police, which I know is a highly politicized term, but essentially what happened is, you know, the funds were moved around. So the the Dallas Police Department, the budget for overtime was reduced by $7 million. And what that did is communities that really relied on that overtime budget to help fill the gap on police presence that they paid for to serve their communities like Deep Ellum. So these parts of the the district have lost that because they simply cannot keep up with the cost of bringing in police to manage street racing and some of the other crime that we see. So we've seen the crime rate go up, but also we missed an opportunity to build bridges and create a space for healing for our community, right? So you, you move that money, then you added more money to another part of the police department, but we're still left asking, how are we addressing social justice in our community and being kind to our black and minority communities? 
So public safety is number one. Number two is homelessness. This district on any given day has more homelessness than the rest of the city. And the reason for that is because we have the bridge nearby, we have City Square, we have Austin Street Shelter, and they are doing their absolute best. I, I believe that our homeless population, they are, they are like us, they are human, and we need to have a thoughtful approach in addressing homelessness once and for all, right? Because home, the homeless living on our streets, what it's causing, it's a quali- not only a quality of life issue for those around the homeless, encampments, but it's also creating a dangerous situation for them, right? And so working with our leaders to really identify episodic, transitional, and chronic homelessness and addressing it in that way, I think can change the way that we address homelessness. And then the third piece is our permitting process. As as boring as that might sound, it's actually a major issue in the city because what's happening right now is when you file for a permit in the city of Dallas, it could take up to a year for you to get approval. And that's unacceptable. So an example of how that's hurt the city is you have some affordable housing developers who really wanna work here and they've become so frustrated and jaded by the city's process and bottleneck, they just leave. And so in a city where we desperately need affordable housing, they don't wanna work here because it takes too long to get a permit. And it, it starts with that one thing. Um, so I think that, you know, Again, there's a lot of opportunity here. There are five people in this race and they are all under the age of 40. So we have young, diverse members like running for the seat. And I think that's really encouraging. But at the end of the, of the day, I think what's most important is that you know these fiefdoms that we've created in the city have hurt our city. And so to actually move the ball and get things done requires change and innovation. And I believe I can bring that to the city of Dallas. So tell us a little bit about that district. You commented on, you know, the Deep Ellum neighborhood. I know this as someone who lives in the DFW area, I know this is a neighborhood that is changing a lot. There's a lot happening. It's becoming um, kind of had an ebb and flow in the last several years in terms of development, new restaurants, nightlife. You know, it's kind of gone through some transformations. Where is this part of the city and how does it work? Like when people come to the ballot box, are you going to be on the ticket for all folks in Dallas or to explain kind of how does this work for the people who are going to be coming in and and reviewing the ballot? Absolutely. This district is one of the most gerrymandered districts you'll see on the map. It's a bizarre looking district and it stretches from essentially east to west right across the city. And so you'll have parts of East Dallas, Design District, Oakland, downtown, Farmer's Market, the Cedars, Deep Ellum, Love Field, and and Victory. And so it essentially kind of cuts across, dips down, slightly comes back across, right? So what this means is, A, we have a lot of density. And and B, um, we have a, a fairly younger demographic, right? Because there are a lot of rental properties here as well because of that apartment density. So, you know, if you are a voter in Dallas, I will not be on everyone's ballot. I'm only here for district two. And, and you know, again, the opportunity here is that we, I feel are the coolest district in town because we've got all the cool neighborhoods. Um, but also there's there, there are a lot of inequities that need to be addressed, right? Uh, and that can be addressed through policy. And some of these things are not fun and some of these, these things are not popular. Uh, but I think what's key is treating everyone like a human being and providing, providing space for, for civic discourse and making making change a priority. 
So I'd love, I, I'd love to pivot a little bit and talk about, you, you know, you mentioned that the folks running for office come from diverse backgrounds, and we're so excited to see more representation in leadership and on the ballot. I'd love to hear from you, what does it mean to be a South Asian woman running for this office, to be a Muslim American woman running for this office? How does that identity play a role in your campaign and your values? Yeah, I mean, this this would be a historic win for us. We've never had um, anyone of Muslim heritage or South Asian descent serve on Dallas City Council. Um, so this is definitely historic for, for, for our representation. <clears throat> you know, I think when, when we talk about representation and inclusion, we witnessed this on inauguration day, right? When we saw Kamala Harris up there taking the oath from Justice Sotomayor, I mean, I know I had tears in my eyes because I'm like, man, we did this. We we got here, right? To see a woman of color taking the oath of office for one of the highest positions in this country. It was extraordinary. And it's so captivating and encouraging. And and so we look at it at we look at that moment and we know how much it means for us, right? For our age, for our for our demographic. So think about what that does for a younger, for a younger girl, right? Who has the whole world at her fingertips and she's still trying to figure out what she's going to do. So when you when you see someone who looks like you, you say, oh man, I can do that and I can do more. And this is how we break glass ceilings. And so I'm very proud to be a Muslim candidate and also a Pakistani candidate, a South Asian candidate, a woman candidate, and to have that representation on council because you essentially bring all that with you, right? And you carry all those 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 people in the community and that energy with you, and so it's been it's been extremely humbling because you learn a lot in this process, um, especially when you've been working for decades on in your career, and then you're like, oh man, there's a lot I don't know, but also having the love and support of so many people from from these different communities, from you know. Bangladeshi, Indian, Pakistani, Iranian, like so many communities saying that they're proud to, to see, you know, representation. Uh, that means the world to me. So I'm, I'm honored and I'm proud to carry this. And, and I definitely feel like I have to set an example and carry myself well, because, um, because there are people who, who are, are looking up to me, but also expecting a lot of me. Absolutely. You know, it's it, what you mentioned about seeing and seeing somebody who looks like us and who represents us. Um, certainly, I think for many of us, when we saw that happen at the vice president level, it brought out an emotional reaction that almost was unexpected. We did a podcast episode just talking about that among our board members and the different feelings that people had, you know, particularly just realizing that someone who is a daughter of immigrants could make that type of milestone as well. You know, there's many ways that the stories of um, folks who come from communities of color relate to one another, right? And so I think there's many stories that people can connect with, whether it's, oh, you know, being the daughter of a single mom or being the, the daughter of two immigrants or being a woman of color or having a family of mixed race. Like there are so many moments in Kamala Harris' story that people could connect to. I think what we're seeing as different people run for office is that those different stories are really, really important. And so I love that um, you are kind of taking on that uh, that story of 
who you are and what it means to the community for you to run for office. We really appreciate you wanting to talk to our followers and listeners. You know, everybody won't be in District 2 and be able to um, go to the ballot box and see your name, but we really do believe that having South Asian candidates is important for our community and for people to get used to the idea that, hey, South Asians are here to be active in our community and to be active voters, citizens, and even electeds. So can you just tell us what would be your message for our South Asian listeners what should they be doing to get involved? How could they support this process of running for office? Any, any specific message for them? Absolutely. You know, um, having, having a foreign name, uh, it makes it sometimes a little bit difficult, right? Because um, there may be a stigma associated with it. There may be a lot of questions as like, well, what is she, right? In Dallas, I don't see a lot of that happening. I also actually feel it's very encouraging to run here as a South Asian woman, uh, as a minority. So for us right now, it's all about, you know, getting out there and name recognition, having FaceTime with people. And so every every dollar that we get in a donation, it, it's turned back around and it's utilized in the campaign, whether it's through mailers, yard signs, uh, you know, campaign collateral, it's all being used. And then block locking, we are knocking on doors, we're getting to know our residents at a different level, asking them what they care most about. And we have volunteer opportunities on a regular basis. We actually have a block walk um, this weekend. And so almost every weekend, we are out there and, and talking to our, our residents. And then the third is, you know, if you are interested in running, I'd love to hear from you. I'm happy to bounce ideas off of you and help you talk through it. Uh, this is, it's a scary decision and it's a really big decision and it carries a lot of weight. Um, and so I would absolutely love to be a resource to anyone who's considering running for office. Well, that's very generous. I'd love for you to let us know what the website, social media handles, et cetera, for people to get in touch and learn more about your campaign. Absolutely. So the website is www.drsenaseyed.com. So it's D-R-S-A-N-A-S-Y-E-D.com. My Twitter handle is at Senaseyed, S-A-N-A-S-Y-E-D-K-I for Kenya International, my nonprofit. So it's at S-A-N-A-S-Y-E-D-K-I. And that's Twitter. And then Facebook, you can find me with a simple search and and yeah, I'm happy to, to have a conversation and, and connect. That's fantastic. Well, that concludes our interview for today. A reminder, mark your calendar for May 1. Um, keep, keep up with the early voting deadlines as well. Follow Wise of Texas on social media to help keep yourself on track. Wise of Texas is a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization, but we welcome interviews with candidates and political leaders who want to reach out to our South Asian followers. Wise of Texas does not endorse any candidates or political party. You can find a recording of this podcast on most podcast platforms and on Radio is On. Thanks for listening. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoot with Wise of Texas.